0: Welcome to today's edition of Feet to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to FeetToTheFire.org. That is Feet, the number two, TheFire.org, and now your host... I do apologize if you were waiting. There were some uh, distinction, different distinctions on the time that I was starting, but I'm ready to go and glad to be here. But if I kept veterans waiting, I apologize. I know punctuality is important in the military. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's pray and get started. So I'm Pastor Serge here at uh, Grace Bible, and I'm so excited to speak with you today. It's a privilege and a blessing. Um, I, I like to talk long, so um, Mark... Um, Dr. Cereno is just going to give me the hook if I go too long. going to yank me off. But I, I, I started thinking about what I would say to veterans, and it got long. Um, so let's pray, and we'll get started. Lord, thank you for this time. We committed to you all for your glory, and ask that you would bless these veterans this evening, that they would, uh, this morning, they would be honored, and that your word would go forth to transform our lives. We love you and thank you. and name we pray, amen. 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 So we'll jump right in. This is something I'm very passionate about. I'm, I'm not military, never was. I tell people I was never man enough to be, um, but my grandfathers were. Uh, one of my grandfather's career military. My dad was an army brat, grew up all over the world, traveling around at different bases where uh, my grandfather was stationed. Um, I'm honored, and let me start by saying thank you to all the veterans. And as we could see from the culture, patriotism, civic pride, gratitude to servicemen and law enforcement, respect for country, and men in uniform has sadly fallen on hard times. Which is, which is unfortunate. But be encouraged because that's not the norm. It's the exception. You are still celebrated and valued in our country, very much so. And especially, amen, amen, amen yeah. And if you think, wow, he's going full tilt sermon. Yeah, I am. I'm going full tilt. I'm a pastor. All right? I was a music teacher for 20 years, and I just couldn't get out of my own skin, which is, which is preaching and pastoring and teaching. So here we are. Um, so that's why I'm doing this. But especially um, you are celebrated and valued here among the Christians in the church where honor to country and honor for that country's servants is a pillar of Christian doctrine. And it is a conspicuous Christian virtue that we need to preserve. We desire as Christians to be good citizens, and good citizens show proper respect to those public servants to whom respect is due. And we put a high premium on patriotism and gratitude to our servicemen, and it comes from the Bible. So we we are here to honor and celebrate the greatest heroes that we could possibly meet. You are real-life heroes. My favorite hero growing up was Superman. He's not real. You guys are real heroes. And as we reflect on, as we reflect on uh, your service and sacrifice for your country, I want to help you reflect on the one who made the greatest sacrifice and gave the greatest act of service, Jesus Christ, on your behalf. So number one, what does a soldier do? A soldier serves his country and sacrifices. Matthew 20 says this, But whoever, this is Jesus talking, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You are the epitome, do you realize that, of servants in our civilization, in our culture. You took time out of your lives, some of you your entire careers, to serve all of us willing to make the greatest sacrifice, comfort, welfare. Uh, other, maybe job opportunities, sacrificing healthy bodies because of injury. Some gave it all their whole lives, gave up their lives, lost their lives, service to their country. And a soldier not only sacrifices, but he defends and he protects. He stops evil, stops bad guys. The simple story of good guys and bad guys has seemed to have fallen on hard times. We don't know how to dis- distinguish them anymore, but soldiers do. And they're the good guys. Romans 13 says this, For, and this is from the Bible. I love this. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is, that's government, he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid of government, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Who's the sword? The sword is the military, the army, the law enforcement arm of the government. He does not bear that in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. It is a very bad world with real evil and real bad actors at home and abroad. I I, I found it amazing in uh, 2001, I think, when people were so surprised that George Bush called it an axis of evil after 9-11. That's what it is. And I think Reagan, right, called it an evil empire in the 80s. It's evil. It's evil. And the army, the military, the, so sorry, I picked one branch. I didn't mean to do that. All the military is there to stand up against that. God instituted government and its agents to restrain evil in the world and protect all of us, to the, the, the protect the innocent. You're in good company in your line of work. Exodus 15 says, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. He is my strength and my defense. Psalm 24 says this, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Why does the Bible describe God this way? Because he defends the innocent. Do you realize that as military veterans, yours is a God-ordained institution. It's a God-ordained stewardship, a sphere of authority. It's a noble career that you have taken on. A soldier keeps us free and safe, protects all of our rights. You know those rights we love to enumerate? Religion? Hear me out. I know, I know everybody says this. We're free because of, cause, cause of the soldiers who sacrificed But it's really true because of you guys sitting in this room. We love to enumerate those rights. Freedom of religion, right? I'm passionate about that one, I'm a pastor. So I want free and open churches, we all are. Freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom to petition the government, and don't forget the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. All of that, those are not trifling novelties. That is liberty, and you have guaranteed it for us because you have discharged your duties faithfully, and you promote the good. Just like Jesus in Isaiah 61. Listen to this description of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Soldiers imitate that. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim, I could start crying here, liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. That's what soldiers do. Do we not remember just a mere year ago the pictures of people in Afghanistan desperate, handing their babies over the fence to who? American soldiers. Don't make me cry right now. Oh man, American soldiers. You are the emblem of freedom and liberty and defending the innocent. You don't conquer, you liberate. Veterans over the ages have defended our homes and our churches. I'm gonna cry in front of military men. (laughs) You've defended our churches and our communities in the war for independence. Veterans defended our nation again in 1812. You freed the slaves in the Civil War. You liberated Europe twice. You rebuilt Japan. You held back communism in Korea and Vietnam. You freed nations in the Middle East. And veterans who didn't see combat still promoted good by being that restraining influence on evil during their tenure of service. You have been God's instrument for humanity's good. Isn't that awesome? And your promotion of good makes you a unique type of soldier in the vast, sad history of a rather corrupt humanity. Do you understand that? The American soldier, the American veteran is a unique one. Because you don't conquer. You liberate. Your service is exceptional. My dad told me about his mom in Italy. So she was uh, 16 when she married an American GI from Brooklyn who was coming through with the American forces. He was 30. She was 16. American forces came through. He met a lovely, beautiful Italian girl, married her, and my great-grandfather was happy to send send her off with him because she was going to a better place in America and have a better home to be taken care of. They were living in Asmara at the time in Ethiopia which was an Italian colony and my great grandfather was in the Italian military so they were stationed there. And my mom ma- my grandmother used to tell my dad it w- there was nobody like the American soldiers. Yeah, military would come through, but when the Americans came through, oh, it was altogether different. People loved them because it was the you are the emblem of freedom and protecting the innocent. Liberation running low on time. I'm going to speed it up. And if I sound overly patriotic, that's too bad. It's really authentic. I mean it. I love you guys. I appreciate it. Well, what do we do? And that's what soldiers do. What do we do in responses to soldiers? Well, number one, we say thanks because gratitude is a key fruit of the spirit for Christians. I don't care what anybody else around this world in this culture says, America first, my military first, our service men and women first, and we say thank you for all you've done. Number two, we give honor. First Peter two says this, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it's to the emperor who's supreme, or to governors as the one sent by him to punish evil, to praise the good. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you you silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, but don't use your freedom to cover up evil. Honor everyone. Fear God, honor the emperor love the brotherhood in other words we're called as christians to honor our soldiers who have served us I, we should say hello i always do it i'm trying to train my kids and my boys they know now if we walk we're walking through stop and chop. i'm not bragging not bragging at all i have nothing to brag about I'm not in the military <laughs> i can't boast about that but when i see them, when i see law enforcement especially when my boys are with me and my girls i want them to know we stop what we're doing stick out your hand thank you for your service and, and they often receive it very well. If I see a veteran hat, we stop what we're doing. I don't care if you've got to get refried beans at Stop and Shop and you're running late. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> you're getting refried beans because you have a free country because the man that just walked by is a hero and gave you the reason that you could go to that store. Yeah. Say thank you, shake hands, lend a hand, show respect, listen to your veterans, and we pray for you. Guys, I pray for you. I, pr- I, I make it my ambition to pray for veterans specifically. For what? For God's provision for you and your families? By a good and righteous government that takes care of you after your service? By communities and Christians and churches that should take care of you? I pray that your needs are met, employment, medical care, everything. Taking care of vets is a Christian idea. It's a Christian virtue and obligation. I pray for comfort for you, for those who have been injured, who have suffered. And I pray most of all that you would know the one true Savior and God, Jesus Christ, which is one, what I want to end with. Can I read you from 1 Timothy? It's a longer passage. Look what Paul says. One of the greatest apostles from the Bible wrote like half the New Testament. And this is what, are you guys with me still? Yeah. Stay with me. He, he writes this to his protege, who's going to replace him in the early church as being the leader in in the Christian church, Christian churches. He says to Timothy, first of all, Timothy, I urge that supplications and prayers and intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people. And now look how he points out specifically the government, those ruling for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a a peaceful and quiet life life godly and dignified in every way pray for your kings your leaders i put military in there pray for these people that that serve you and it's good and it's pleasing in the sight of god our savior and why are we doing it because he desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth There is only one God, and there is only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself up as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. And this is why I was appointed a preacher and apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire that men everywhere should pray and lift holy hands up without anger or quarreling. Here's the heart of Paul. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your military. Pray for your communities and pray most of all that they come to know Christ. And as I said, that's what I I, I want to end with. You are epitomized by service and sacrifice. Well, there's one, I'm stealing these words from Dan Lawler, my brother over there, vet, who said this in front of the church and he was announcing another event we're doing. There's one great warrior soldier who walked the toughest hill, Calvary, and that's Jesus Christ, and he walked that hill as an act of sacrifice and service. And as I share the gospel, I want you to think about this. I, uh, there's a book by David Barton. You ever hear of him? Yeah. David Barton. He's a great Christian pastor historian. Brilliant. And he wrote a book called Original Intent for the Courts, the Constitution, and Religion. It's a, it's a real thing. It's like an encyclopedic book. I highly recommend it. But he, he cites all the Christian foundations of our, of our <laughs> culture, of, our, of, of American civilization. And he quotes... Uh, tons of chaplains and pastors and founding fathers all, all through the beginning of our country. And I remember it distinctly because it struck me. He, he quoted one of the uh, chaplains, military chaplains, pastors, during the American Revolution, what that guy was writing about soldiers and his ministry to soldiers. Then he said, how terrible if these men, who are going to make the greatest sacrifice of all, and they survive the battlefield, and go home safe and sound, only at their point of death, to be plunged into a far greater ruin of eternal condemnation in hell because they did not know the one true savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I know that's sobering, but that's the fundamental message of the Bible, that God is the creator. God is the supreme judge and warrior, the holy one, the God of justice. God created all things. But we know that men, even the greatest of men, the most noble soldiers, are men at best. We're sinners. We've fallen short of God's glory. We have not upheld God's perfect law. There's evil in the world, and we're responsible as well. But the good news is that God is so loving that he sent his son, like I said, the ultimate warrior, to come and live the perfect life that you couldn't live in your place, to walk the hill of Calvary and die a sinner's death as a substitute in your place. Don't you understand? Just like you were willing to die for me and my family so I could have barbecues on the 4th of July, someone did something greater! He doesn't doesn't just guarantee you the 4th of July and free speech. He purchased eternal life and paradise for you. Amen. Amen. He walked that hill. He died on that cross. Sacrifice and service just like a warrior. He was buried and on the third day he rose from the dead conquering sin and death. And whoever puts their faith in Jesus Christ and repents from their sins and says, I want to be saved. Forgive me. Take my sin away. You will be forgiven. And at that moment of death, whether it's on the battlefield or 80 years old, after a full life, at that point, Christ will receive you into paradise in his arms you will be saved forever. And listen, I know maybe some don't hear this message. It's a very Catholic area. I come from a Catholic background, Italiano, you know? Goombas, okay? My whole family is Catholic, they're not anymore. Because Catholic doctrine teaches that we're saved by works. But the Bible says you can't save yourself. Even the most noble soldier can't be saved by his works. And we can't pray to Mary and to saints because i in this passage i just read you there's only one mediator between god and man the man jesus christ he is the only way christ is exclusive your catholicism won't save you your lutheranism won't your presbyterianism whatever denomination you are won't save you only jesus will save you and you have to receive him in your heart personally by faith and you can do that through prayer and tell him everything you just heard from me today. Go, go and tell the Lord, I'm a sinner. You're the greatest soldier. You made the greatest sacrifice. Save my soul from hell. I want to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. And if you do that and you are looking for a church, Grace Bible is here for you. If you ever want to come on Sundays, 8, 30, 11, we have services. Find a good church and be a part of it and get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to show the world you follow him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the patience of these men and women and that they gave me, um, uh, I think it was 18 minutes here, full minutes to spend time with them and, and talk with them. Extra time, I appreciate that. I hope that they know that uh, the choked up voice <laughs> is not fake. I really get struck being around veterans. Cause I like have constitutions hanging in my house and I went to DC a lot as a kid and I like to, Go to the Lincoln Memorial and reread the inscriptions on that wall even though I've read them dozens of times. It's so good to be free. And these men and women have, have done that for me. And yet Christ has done it for all of us. And I pray that they see that and that they come to know and love Jesus and be delivered out of an eternal condemnation and hellish punishment, which is what we deserve and where we're all headed. And they would put their faith in Christ. Thank you, God, for our veterans. Bless them, take care of them, let them be honored and, and encourage them and bring them near to you. We love you and thank you. In your name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you, guys.